Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This edition of Ag Life is presented by Bear Crop Science. This is Ag Life on Power Talk 96.7 and AM 1400. Here is Bob Quinn. Good morning, Valley. This is Ag Life. My name is Bob Quinn with you for the next hour. Talking about agricultural production here in the Valley and all across the country. Friends, it could be a big week for farm interests as lawmakers make final spending decisions before breaking for campaigns and the presidential candidates face off in their debates. The Senate must approve spending, including $30 billion for the Commodity Credit Corporation to keep the government running in the new fiscal year that starts this week. Meanwhile, virus relief talks continue amid some optimism for a deal. The presidential candidates face off in their first debate on everything from taxes and spending to alternative fuels and climate change. And the House Ag Committee holds a meeting on conservation programs. Ag Chair Colin Peterson told an AgriPulse forum recently everything hinges on money, including on dealing with climates. Agriculture is not profitable right now. We can't put more cost on agriculture and, and think that that's going to, I'm not going to support that. And I don't think most members of the Ag Committee would support it on either side of the aisle. What farmers need instead is more help with the impact of disasters. Despite years of conservation aid, crop insurance subsidies, and livestock indemnity payments. Here's what I hear from farmers. Number one, are we going to get another payment? Number two, how soon is it going to be? And number three, what, how much is it going to be? And when is it, you know, what are they going to base this on? That's, that's what everybody wants to know. That's, I don't hear about anything else. Peterson already is concerned about a backlash from urban lawmakers as agriculture moves back toward an ad hoc disaster payment system, including the CFAP virus aid. But he says more is needed, especially for livestock in any new virus relief bill. For turkeys and hogs and, and the whole supply chain, those folks need help. And they need it now. I mean, if, if people don't get help, I think we're going to lose a bunch of producers, especially in the hog industry. Colin Peterson joining us this morning as we kick off today's edition of Ag Life. Friends, uh, coming up, uh, Pacific Northwest wheat harvest is done. We'll take a look at some of the yields coming in. That story's ahead on today's edition of Ag Life. <laughs> This is Ag Life on Power Talk 96.7 and AM 1400. Bob Quinn back with some farm news this morning here on Ag Life, friends. The National Pork Producers Council and the American Farm Bureau Federation seek to terminate California's Proposition 12. The two groups recently jointly filed their opening brief to the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit, asking the court to strike California's Proposition 12 as invalid. AFBF and NPPC say Proposition 12 imposes arbitrary animal housing standards that reach outside of California's borders to farms across the U.S. By attempting to regulate business outside its borders, California's Proposition 12 violates the Commerce Clause of the U.S. Constitution, according to the court brief now beginning in 2022. Proposition 12 prohibits the sale of pork not produced, according to California's production standards. U.S. Department of Agriculture says more than 90% of U.S. corn, cotton, and soybeans produced using genetically engineered seeds through an annual report on GE planted crops. USDA's Economic Research Service says most of these GE seeds are herbicide tolerant, insect resistant, or both known as stacked traits. Now, the share of U.S. soybean acres planted with herbicide tolerant seeds rose from 7% in 1996 to 68% in 2001 before plateauing at 94% in 2014. Insect-resistant soybeans are not yet commercially available. Adoption rates for herbicide-tolerant corn grew relatively slowly at first, but then plateaued at 89% in the year 2014. Well, friends, wheat harvest in Washington State is wrapping up. Farmers have weathered the storm in decent shape from a production standpoint, we hear. Of course, according to 
Washington Association of Wheat Growers Executive Director Michelle Hennings, growers in different regions saw varying results. It's been all over the board, depending on the moisture. The rains were hit and miss in certain areas. So if you get into the Benton County area, they did have some devastating crop loss there on a few fields. In the middle of the state, it was average to above average, but then there were still some areas that were dry. But Hennings says the results weren't all bad. And then as you're moving to Whitman County and Spokane County, Whitman County had record bushels. They had an excellent crop over there, and then Spokane's having a good crop as well. Now, Henning says, if they could just get some higher prices. Yes, the unfortunate thing is our wheat price is really down, and so, you know, you have a lot of farmers that are looking to try to sell their wheat to pay off their bills. Henning says it pushed some farmers to unfortunate lengths. I have heard a lot of farmers participating in the federal loan program, and so we need the wheat price to come up. Henning says break-even is about six fifty, and right now we're at about $5 and below, so it's very frustrating. Well, friends, USDA has released the September hog and pig report. It shows a record number of animals on hand in the U.S. Todd Gleason has more on what this means and how COVID-19 continues to play a role in the red meat sector. While the USDA reported a record 79.1 million head of hogs and pigs on hand, Jason Franken says that number does not necessarily mean the industry is continuing to expand. The Western Illinois University agricultural economist points out the breeding herd is down year over year by 1.5 percent. That is, for two quarters in a row, the cutting of the breeding herd in response to low prices may be signaling oncoming industry contraction, even if it is not as strong of a response as anticipated. And while the breeding herd is down, the number of market hogs is up and it's heavy. It appears, believes Franken, that although packers made great strides to return slaughter rates above 95 percent of capacity, COVID-19-related labor constraints and producers' efforts to slow hog growth rates in response to concerns for slaughter capacity are the cause. And he says that could be a problem. With these market hog inventories and last spring's pig crop unrevised, hog supply could easily exceed slaughter capacity this fall, putting downward pressure on near-term prices despite strong potential for exports. On that note, China, Korea, and Japan have temporarily banned pork imports from Germany due to the detection of African swine fever in wild boars, which could help U.S. pork exports. Pork shipments out of the country are still expected to exceed year-ago levels. USDA estimates U.S. pork exports to be 1.75 and 2 billion pounds in the third and fourth quarters of 2020, or about 16% and 10% greater, respectively, than last Last year. The first quarter of 2021 is forecast to just exceed the record of 2.02 billion pounds that was realized in the first quarter of 2020. And the second quarter of 2021 is similarly similarly forecast to stay about on pace with the second quarter of 2020. Hence, export demand is expected to remain strong. Even with strong domestic and export demand, Franken says the price pork producers will receive should remain constrained for the remainder of 2020. Now, one final note. USDA has revised its forecast of U.S. per capita pork consumption for this calendar year back up to 51 pounds per person from its earlier estimate of 50.4. Prior to COVID-19, U.S. per capita pork consumption reached 52.4 pounds. That was in 2019. That was the most pounds of pork annually consumed by individuals since the 54.2 pound record was set back in 1981. I'm Todd Gleason. Some farm news this morning. You're listening to Ag Life. Dairy Radio Now, sponsored by Linder Equipment in Tulare. This is Dairy Radio Now. The Dairy Margin Coverage Program has worked well for the farmers who signed up for it, according to Congressman Glenn G.T. Thompson, Republican from Pennsylvania, in a Dairy Defined podcast from the National Milk Producers Federation. He also says other federal programs have helped keep dairy farmers afloat during the coronavirus crisis. The coronavirus actually has really reaffirmed that, especially when it came to risk management, with specifically the new program of the Dairy Margin Coverage, DMC, that I think we got it right. It has proven to be very, very helpful for those farmers to be able to sign up for that program. Um, I think in combination with a number of other programs that, that we put forward, specifically for the 
for the COVID-19 crisis. So the Paycheck Protection Program, the Economic Incentive Payments, the EIDL Loan Program, the CFAP most recently, both one and now two coming out, and perhaps a, a three when we get that across the finish line. Because, you know, we've been in some difficult times uh, when it comes to the rural economy and specifically dairy. And that uh, that largely was driven by the fact we lost uh, an entire generation, if not two, of milk drinkers. Back in 2010, Congress took milk fat out of our schools and basically left these kids to drink chalk water, low-fat chocolate milk. And I don't know if you've ever tried that. Quite frankly, it's just plain disgusting. And so um, my evaluation, though, and I've, I've hosted a number of dairy summits, almost all of them virtual, but uh, we have started doing that in person. But my evaluation is that for the farmers who signed up for the dairy margin coverage, they're very thankful for that program, that that's been one of a number of effective tools to help them through some pretty difficult times. And, and my vision is, is that we have a future-focused policy agenda that really restores a robust rural economy and empowers rural communities. And I think we can see that by obviously where our farm families, our ranch families are doing better financially, our rural communities restore a robust rural economy, and we begin to grow or regrow is the best way to say it, uh, rural America. You know, our number one export, unfortunately, has been our youngest generations who we lose. They, They move on to other areas. And quite frankly, we can do better than that. You know, agriculture's always been science and technology, but now we have the types of uh, technology opportunities using the virtual world by using connectivity, and I'm talking about high-speed broadband. And then we need to grow new markets, and that's both domestic and foreign. So uh, we know and we celebrate USMCA, the China trade deal, the Philippines. You know, I know we're working now on Great Britain, European unions out there. And those are all markets that would be good for agriculture and specifically good for for dairy. Um, and then it's domestic uh, markets. And that's that's innovation here at home. I mean, you know, one of the new innovations when it comes to, um, number one, the utilization of milk, what new dairy products are out there on the horizon that will expand domestic markets, and what innovations are out there in terms of making connection with those domestic markets. And it's, uh, it's been interesting to see uh, the number of dairy farmers that dairy farm families are taking advantage of like the USDA value added program so that they not just produce the milk on the farm, they're actually doing home deliveries again. They're processing it. They're manufacturing ice cream and cheese. And and then finally, on, on just a, a brief checklist of, of four things, uh, identifying climate solutions. I think that is so important today because of it, it gets so much of attention. And the fact is that our farmers are, you know, they're the original environmentalists. We actually, agriculture and rural America contributes the largest carbon sinks in the world. And yet we fail to take credit for it. And sometimes we become a target of those who want to impose more environmental regulations. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Uh, but the fact is, what we're doing voluntarily today is taking more carbon out of the air. And the great part of that, in my mind, is we not only take it out of the air, uh, we're manufacturing topsoil. So we can continue to feed ourselves, our, our nation, and quite frankly, parts of the world. That's Republican Pennsylvania Congressman Glenn G.T. Thompson in a recent Dairy Defined podcast from the National Milk Producers Federation. To listen to that in its entirety, you can go to nmpf.org. Who's listening to Farm Radio? Recent studies show 82% of farmers listen to their local farm radio station at least four days a week. 
thanks for being part of that 82%. This message brought to you by the National Association of Farm Broadcasting. And stay with us for the latest news from the dairy industry. I'm Bill Baker, Dairy Radio Now. It's another Ag News Update. There's still quite a few places closed down, so how does ag get its work done? More after this. Are you looking for a new opportunity? The King Ranch Institute for Ranch Management's Ranch Manager Job Board is open. With jobs posted from Texas, Idaho, New Mexico, Nebraska, Colorado, New York, Montana, Oklahoma, South Dakota, Oregon, Florida, even Mexico. Or are you looking for someone to manage a ranch? Find out more at the King Ranch Institute for Ranch Management online, krirm.com. Well, it's been interesting learning how to manage during a lockdown. Floyd Gabler is with the U.S. Grains Council. He explains. Well, like, uh, you know, other organizations, uh, businesses, uh, you know, we've had to uh, go to a virtual environment. Um, but, uh, you know, we've been able to make that transition. You know, we had our board of delegates meeting uh, virtually. Uh, our overseas offices continue to do their programming uh, virtually. Uh, you know, one bad, you know, positive aspect of it is, is that we actually can get larger participation uh, in a lot of these conferences. Uh, and, you know, we're able to uh, you know, the technology allows for simultaneous translation, that sort of thing. We're actually having an ethanol buyers conference virtually on Wednesday. We'll have a grain export exchange next month. Um, so, yeah, we've made the, we've made the transition. Um, it's not the same, obviously, as meeting in person, uh, but, uh, you know, we've made the adjustment. It's another Ag News Update. I just can't stop scratching. Struggling to get relief from itching due to your atopic dermatitis, also known as eczema? If so, you may qualify for a clinical study testing an investigational medication for the itch associated with atopic dermatitis. Qualified participants will receive study-related care at no charge. Call 1-844-777-4824, 1-844-777-ITCH, or visit advandastudy.com for more information on how to participate. Sponsored by Vanda Pharmaceuticals. American Cattle News. How big is the Chinese market for U.S. beef? We'll dig a little deeper after this. Are you looking for a new opportunity? The King Ranch Institute for Ranch Management's Ranch Manager Job Board is open. With jobs posted from Texas, Idaho, New Mexico, Nebraska, Colorado, New York, Montana, Oklahoma, South Dakota, Oregon, Florida, even Mexico. Or are you looking for someone to manage a ranch? Find out more at the King Ranch Institute for Ranch Management online, krirm.com. Could take some time, but China could be a big market for cattle. Kent Backus, National Cattlemen's Beef Association. China holds a lot of potential for us. It, it really does. Conservative estimates uh, say that you know if we were to if we were to eliminate some of these non-tariff barriers uh, and, and, and some of the tariffs as well, that in five years China could be a four billion dollar market for us. And just given the the buying power of China in the demand they have for beef, uh, I think it could be even higher than that. But we'll never realize that until we address uh, the tariff issues. So, you know, we, we've been slapped with some punitive tariffs uh, in response to the U.S. tariffs on Chinese goods. Uh, and, and so, you know, we're kind of caught in that battle. But the bigger barriers for us are on the non-tariff side. And these are not really the sexy barriers and sexy trade things people want to talk about. This is this is stuff like hormone restrictions and restrictions on uh, feed uh, supplements called beta agonists, the technologies that are commonly used in our feed yards. These are perfectly safe, FDA-approved technologies, both these classes of technologies that are commonly used in our industry and uh, actually make us very competitive uh, and make us very efficient. Um, but the Chinese don't allow these technologies, and so they have banned the use of these technologies, not for any scientific reason. Uh, it's just that they do not allow their uh, producers to use them, so they apply those same restrictions to us and to other, other folks as well. 
But if we could get those barriers removed, then China could really be a big market for us. Kent Backus with the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. I'm Tony St. James, American Cattle News. Life beyond the gravitational pull of the city requires a can-do attitude. It takes versatility to accomplish all that needs to be done, and enough power to never get in over your head. The Kubota L-Series tractor pulls up its bootstraps, hooks up to its many attachments, and gets the job done right. That's why it's the number one selling compact tractor in America. Kubota. Shape your world. Linder Equipment Company, 311 East Kern Avenue in Tulare. Call 685-5000 or visit linderequipment.com. Social distancing, very important, but life must go on. And as life goes on, things happen. When things happen, call the law offices of Davis and Van Wagenen. They want to assure you the office 110% COVID compliant, practicing every safety measure to keep you safe. Hey, life's not safe. I don't have to tell you. You can get injured at work. You can slip. You could fall. You could get in a car accident. Don't hesitate to call the law offices of Davis and Van Wagenen. They can do business. They can accommodate you from your very own home. Tell them Trevor Carey sent you. To combat almond bloom diseases, you have to think multiple moves ahead of your opponent. Luckily, there's the Luna and Scala game plan from Bayer. Using Scala fungicide at Pink Bud, you'll receive preventative disease control against brown rot blossom blight, even when weather is erratic, due to its effectiveness and wet conditions. For broad-spectrum disease protection when you need it most, use Luna fungicides at bloom through post-bloom, offering rotational flexibility to better manage resistance. Make your next move your best move. Learn more at lunascalagameplan.com. Always read and follow label instructions. My dog, Mojo, was half beagle and half coonhound. He ate everything in sight. He would swallow things whole, including a chicken carcass, a bird nest with a bird in it, and assorted stones and sticks. We had to take him to the veterinary emergency room. After surgery, Mojo had skin issues. He was constantly itching and scratching, chewing on his feet, and chewing the hair right off of his legs, being irritated, lethargic, and just not the same dog. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. When we put him on the Dynavite, he took right to it. All of these symptoms disappeared. Dynavite is nutrition. If you want the dog to be healthy, you got to feed it something healthy. Something that he actually likes to eat. You need to put him on Dynavite. Dynavite for life. If you love your dog, you don't just want him healthy, you want him to be happy. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Power Talk, 96.7 and AM 1400. Eating walnuts and cognitive function. I'm Patrick Cavanaugh with the California Tree Nut Report. Carol Sloan is the health research director of the California Walnut Board and Commission. She said it wasn't a big study, but it did show some trends. It looked at subjects within this study that took a battery of tests, and it's a very uh, small amount of time to look, you know, 2014, 2016, so it wasn't really a a long trajectory, if you will. A lot of other epidemiological studies look over um, many decades, so it's it's a short snapshot in time and and perhaps maybe not long enough to uh, show any cognitive function down the road as Dr. Bishop shared. But again, Sloan said there were some trends that are worth noting. While the results did not suggest that walnut consumption can be promoted as a means of preventing cognitive decline in older adults, the association between cognitive function and eating walnuts at baseline remained meaningful. When you look at the subjects that are in epidemiological studies, again, these are self-report and the people are taking a food frequency questionnaire. You have to take into consideration variables such as socioeconomic status, educational status, and other health factors. The results are encouraging to me. I think it will cause more discussion uh, between eating whole foods such as walnut as part of a healthy eating pattern down the road. Sloan said that the Walnut Commission has worked on cognitive function and walnut consumption for decades. The FCC says robocalls are their number one complaint. 48 billion robocalls were placed in 2018, a 60% increase from the year before. As of now, there are no means of stopping these calls, as robocalls are far too lucrative, despite not always being a legal business activity. The U.S. Senate is currently discussing a bill to make robocalls a criminal action, and that's why we're urging you to call your senator today and say it's time Congress took action to stop robocalls. Let us be totally honest about a very important subject. Agriculture 
is amongst the most important industries in the world. Everybody has to eat, and what you are eating formulates who you are. And it doesn't matter who you are, you should be aware of the trends, the science, the issues surrounding all things agriculture. That's where the Ag Information Network of the West comes in. We diligently cover every aspect of agriculture on a daily basis. It's our passion, it's our job, it is our commitment. We're the Ag Information Network of the West. I'm Patrick Cavanaugh with the Tree Nut Report. Power Talk 96.7 and AM 1400. Available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. Power Talk, an iHeartRadio station. Hey, it's Trevor. Listen, there's new medical technologies. They're here and they're game changers if you're suffering with never-ending pain from old injuries and stubborn arthritis. If you've been told surgery is the only way to get relief for knee, shoulder, hip, or back pain, there are new options at Peak Physical Medicine in Visalia. And you owe it to yourself to check out these powerful treatments. Listen up, here's why. New scientific developments have led to regenerative cell therapies. They help restore your damaged tissue without the pain and all that dreaded downtime from surgery. Peak physical treatments take place right in the office. You walk out after your appointment and you get on with your day. There's no missed work. There's no long periods of recovery. I tell you, patients around the country are celebrating the results and you can be next. Call for your free consultation with Peak Physical in Visalia. 559-295-2014. The sooner you get started, the faster you'll feel the amazing relief. Call Peak Physical now, 559-295-2410, 295-2410. Hey, Josh here, Battery Systems, All Things Energy Storage Program, Power Talk, 96.7 AM, 1400. Check out Simplify Power's Express USA-made mobile battery backup system. 7.6 kilowatt hours, mobile electricity on wheels. Order yours now. Call 909-5094, only 12,000 plus tax and freight. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Call now. 909-5094. USA made Simplify Power. Portable emergency power from Battery Systems. Call 909-5094. In business, things move quickly. You have to be ready to shift, pivot, adapt, then do it all over again. Comcast Business gives you fast, reliable internet on the nation's largest gig speed network. And for a limited time, you can also get fast shipping with Amazon Business Prime Essentials. Wow, that was fast. So no matter what comes next, you can do more than bounce back. You can bounce forward. Help your business bounce forward with this amazing new offer. Get started with powerful internet and voice for $64.90 a month for 12 months. And ask how you can get one free year of Amazon Business Prime Essentials on us. Call 1-800-501-6000 or go online today to find out more. Offer ends 10-25-20. Restrictions apply. New customers only with 35 megabits per second service and one voice line. Early termination fee applies. Equipment installation taxes and fees extra. Subject to change. Call for details. Everyone should get the care they need when they need it. And California hospitals are ready to care for you. During this pandemic, hospitals have taken extra precautions to keep you safe, like separating patient treatment areas for COVID and other illnesses, deep cleaning and disinfecting rooms and equipment, and ensuring everyone is masked. Get your care today. Delaying care may worsen health conditions. Take care of yourself and your family. And remember, our local hospitals are safe and ready to care for you. Brought to you by iHeartMedia Communities. Power Talk, 96.7 and AM 1400. This Ag Life Report is sponsored by Commercial Radiator. Always ready to pick up, repair, and deliver. This is Ag Life on Power Talk, 96.7 and AM 1400. Impact on agriculture. Of course, we've talked quite a bit here on Ag Life. Andy Peterson is my name. Bob's going to be with us here coming up about uh, how the court system impacts what happens on the farms. Of course, out here in California, we had the Ninth Circuit U.S. Court of Appeals decision that vacated some dicamba herbicides that really did bother uh, soybean growers in the middle of the application season. 
uh, this growing season. And it was an action, of course, that wasn't necessary because the EPA was already reviewing the uh, the registrations, which uh, were expiring uh, in order for reinstatement for the 2020 growing season, which by or 2021 growing season rather, which by the way I've got posted too, that uh, uh, Andrew Wheeler, the EPA administrator, says they hope to have a decision on those by mid October. Uh, court, uh, of course, one of the things that they said was the label was uh, too complicated. EPA may take that into account now, so uh, that's um, really. Uh, the extent, I guess, of uh, good that could possibly come out of this. It certainly caused a lot of headaches and uncertainty, no doubt about that. And it could have perhaps gone to the U.S. Supreme Court, which is one of the reasons why we have to pay attention to these things in agriculture. Brenna Bird is our legal expert here today on Ag Life, and we'll talk some about the uh, next uh, nominee and uh, the selection process and the confirmation process. Brenna, thanks for coming along. Uh, How does this impact agriculture? Well, court still goes on no matter what happens. Um, the court is an institution, and it's affected by each one of its members because there's only uh, eight right now. Um, there should be a total of nine. It's a deliberative body that works together, but even with uh, COVID, they do or- their oral arguments on the phone. So they will go on no matter what happens. How has COVID changed the, the, the face of presenting cases to the Supreme Court? Well, I think it's very different um, because it's, you know, when you lose that in-person aspect, there's a lot that we miss out on. Um, But yet, you know, things are still going forward. The wheels of justice are still turning. So in some ways it's different. In other ways, uh, it's not. But I think that in-person interaction, there's really no substitute for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've seen, uh, you know, uh, attorneys uh, that are very uh, adamant and animated and can be very persuasive. And you miss that on the telephone a little bit. Um, so now that we've, we've, we've lost a, 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 a justice, uh, do things start over or do, do we pick up, uh, and, and move forward with what kind of where we're at? Well, they'll move forward with where they're at. And, and I think the, the key thing here is, uh, the Senate, whether they will take up the nomination and have a vote before the election. Um, and it sounds like they fully intend to, um, and if they have those votes, then someone will be confirmed here shortly. Um, and if they don't, um, then under the Constitution, um, that is required. They have to have a majority in order to get through the U.S. Senate. But the leaders indicated that he's moving it forward. And, you know, this is really an appointment, not just for October and for this term. Uh, it's not just a job opening. It's it's one that lasts a long time. In fact, I was just looking it up, and Clarence Thomas uh, was appointed almost 29 years ago. So when this appointment happens, people need to think, generationally about who is the best person for the court and from an ag perspective they should look at you know what is their judicial philosophy and what does that mean for ag issues like uh, the clean water act endangered species regulations um you know environmental issues all the things that agriculture has to deal with and that impact our ag economy how many issues of agriculture make it to the supreme court level you you, you brought that up uh I can think of a few. Are, is agriculture a, a big issue? I, it, I mean, it, it is in our audience. I understand that. But Supreme Court uh, load, is agriculture a big deal? Well, I would say that it is. I mean, the Supreme Court takes very few cases, but when they take a case and make a decision, it can change everything. And increasingly, I think we're seeing agriculture and farmers. You know, my brother's a seventh-generation farmer, and I was raised on a farm they are increasingly being affected by federal regulations and federal regulations. Well, that's something the Supreme court deals with usually every year under the administrative rules and the different processes there. And it it can have an impact on agriculture. um, And certainly some of the environmental laws are having an impact on agriculture as well. And the, the, uh, the U S Supreme court is the one that interprets those laws. Well, it's something we're going to be watching closely. Hey, thanks for spending some time with us today. Thank you. There you go. How about that? Some Supreme Court talk impact on agriculture right and early on a Wednesday. This is Ag Life. With California Ag Today, I'm Tim Hammerich. Biosecurity is of the utmost importance to the California ag industry for both plants and animals. Land-grant universities like UC Davis and others around the country are taking a proactive approach to ensuring disease prevention and protection for our industry. 
Colorado State University's Alan Rudolph shared more at a recent AgriPulse summit. In 2018, we formed a land-grant coalition called Ceres, Coalition for Epi Response and Engagement in Science. And this was really to look at commonalities across these land grants and look at assets and constituents that could respond to outbreaks with resiliency and agility. We've had four meetings over the last two years and have been building momentum to look at opportunities to bring this resiliency and agility forward. Rudolph says land grants are uniquely suited for this type of initiative since they house federal laboratories for agencies like the USDA and the USGS. This coalition is very active. UC Davis, Colorado State, Texas A&M, Nebraska, Kansas State, and Iowa State universities currently, and we're looking to add other partners at the moment in other areas like wildlife. Rudolph hopes the land grants can house a coalition of a variety of public and private stakeholders to help ensure the biosecurity of our nation's agricultural industry. The best place to reach a farmer with a farming solution message is when they're, well, farming. It's easy to find them during the day as most farmers are behind the wheel of their pickup truck or farm equipment with the radio on, listening to this station for the Ag Information Network of the West News. So reach real farmers right here, right now, as they listen to what's important to their farm operation. Give us a call and we'll connect you with our local farming community. They trust us, so they'll trust you. For over 30 years, the Ag Information Network of the West has been providing news and information for the ag industry. Agriculture is the most important industry in the world, and the Ag Information Network gives you updates on all aspects from local producers, regional organizations, and worldwide updates. From major crops like wheat, cattle, and corn, to specialty crops like apples, hops, and mint, the Ag Network reports on the stories that mean the most to you. Online at aginfo.net and on Facebook and Twitter. Get the ag news you need on the Ag Information Network of the West. This is Tim Hamrich with California Ag Today. For more information, visit www.aginfo.net. For over 90 years, J.C. Lansdowne has been delivering the highest quality bulk fuels and oils to the San Joaquin Valley. With over 30 fuel and oil trucks polished to the nines and the best technology and drivers, J.C. Lansdowne is the expert choice and the largest locally owned and operated oil distributor in the valley. J.C. Lansdowne, a name you can trust with four generations of Lansdowne's fueling agriculture and a Heritage 76 lubricant marketer. Call J.C. Lansdowne today at 559-651-1760. That's 559-651-1760. At Hedrick Chevrolet in Clovis, we currently have over 100 beautiful pre-owned vehicles on the lot for you to consider. And there's more every day. At Hedrick's, you have choices. If you're in the market for a used car or truck, jump online and check us out at HedrickChevrolet.com. We've been laser-focused on seeking some hard-to-find vehicles you might be looking for. Our managers have been working hard to bring you a fantastic selection, from electric to luxury, even Tesla. Of course, you're always welcome to come in and look around. In fact, we'll be happy to see you. Hedrick's is following all safety regulations. You can make an appointment, or we'll be happy to come to you if necessary. When you come in, check out the all-new Chevy Tahoe. It's pretty impressive, and only one of six SUVs Chevy offers. Hendrick Chevrolet on Sean Clovis. The family you can count on, we're here to stay. We're always here for you. Hendrick Chevrolet. Chevrolet, find new roads. Ranchers, farmers, and many commercial facilities depend on Red Triangle to deliver scheduled propane to their locations. All over this valley, Red Triangle helps keep the engines of economy running. And not only for our farmers, propane is used in the home, at churches, for irrigation equipment, and so many more applications. Depend on Red Triangle as the highest valued, most trusted provider for your propane demands. Ask about propane tank rentals and competitive pricing. Visit RedTriangleOil.com or call 485-4320. What if the solution to your energy cost problems was the same one that grew your crops? We had so many crazy questions because we had no understanding of solar. Serrano Family Farms in La Grande, California chose Pickett Solar. Yeah, the PG&E, uh, their, their rates keep going up all the time. Uh, you know, they don't stop. They just keep going upwards. And it, it's gotten to a point that that's one of our major costs. And when we had the opportunity to, to cut that cost down, we thought, well, this is the way to go is go solar. So I called Pickett Solar and went, hey, can you help us out? Well, now we're getting credits instead of uh, bills from PG&E, which is really great. Pops your buttons. Makes you feel good. Call for a free cost-saving analysis 
and put the power of the sun to work for you. Save money and gain energy independence with Pickett Solar. Save thousands in tax incentives. Act now before 2021. Power Talk 96.7 and AM 1400. Farm News on AgLife, sponsored by Bayer Crop Science. This is AgLife on Power Talk 96.7 and AM 1400. Bob Quinn back with some Farm News talking trade this morning, friends. United States and the United Kingdom wrapped up the fourth round of trade talks this month with another round planned for mid-October. UK Department of International Trade says, quote, significant progress has been achieved since launching negotiations in May of 2020, and uh, most chapter areas are now in the advanced stages of the talks. Chief Ag Negotiator with the U.S. Trade Representative's Office, Greg Dowd, spoke Monday of this week during an AgriPulse and Kansas City Agribusiness Council event. Dowd told attendees, quoting him now, I'm confident here that we are going to get an opportunity to engage with them and work on these issues, the issues being tariffs, biotech, and market opportunity, Dow noted tariffs on U.S. products will be high when the U.K. leaves the European Union, upwards of 25%. However, for beef, pork, and poultry, the U.K. imports $4.5 billion of meat from the European Union. Dow says if we can get things right, I think we'll have a fair shot at that, giving U.S. meat producers a new market. Well, friends, Beijing has asked frozen food importers to not import products from countries with Severe coronavirus cases, the Beijing Municipal Commerce Bureau says. In a statement issued to import companies, customs and local governments have reportedly detected the coronavirus and imported cold-chain food, proving it uh, risks contamination, according to Reuters. Now, the Bureau urged importers to, quote, proactively avoid importing cold-chain food from areas heavily hit by the coronavirus. Well, friends, herd health management, talking cattle here, affects profitability. Bob Cervera has a report for us. Health management at the cow-calf level affects profitability through the beef supply chain and beef quality on the plate. As soon as that calf hits the ground, um, what we do not only at the time the calf is born, but even what we do to the dam while the calf is in utero sets that animal up for future productivity, not only at the home farm, but all the way through to the stalker background or feedlot to finish. As new calves are born, along come the health risks of invading pathogens and nutritional imbalance. They might first show up as diarrhea in newborns, a signal to take action. When we start talking about calf scours, uh, it gets to be very challenging for producers to manage um, because they've got a lot of things that are going on. Things that we really want to focus on for those calves is making sure that we correct their dehydration. That's probably uh, first thing on the on uh, the agenda. We also want to make sure that we're correcting any electrolyte abnormalities that may occur, especially with potassium and sodium. And then we also want to make sure that we're correcting that metabolic acidosis. Treatment can begin the turnaround while symptoms continue or worsen. But Allie says keep using the right electrolyte product and monitor results while calves gradually improve. Oftentimes our calf scours may actually get worse when we provide that um, because of the disease process. And producer may stop providing electrolytes um, to those animals and that may be one of the most uh, detrimental things that we could do. So I always encourage producers if they're trying to treat calf scours, use the appropriate electrolyte, do it at the right time, and then monitor the calf by looking at what's going on with the ears and the eyes. Bright and alert calves, even if they still have clinical signs, we're probably on the right track with our treatment if, uh, if the calf is bright and alert, regardless of what's going on uh, under the tail. Good record keeping can make a difference in future treatment plans. Our ultimate goal is to prevent these animals from getting sick. The best way we can do that is understand what has happened in the past, and treatment records are very critical to that. We want to know what the individual animal's ID was, uh, what we treated with, what we treated for, and then what the ultimate outcome was. Uh, Ideally, we'd like to know what the age of that animal is, um, because that would help lead us down a direction as to which um, pathogens may be involved, and as a result, we can develop some strategies to hopefully prevent those in the future. Don't limit advice to reading labels and directions, because a professional resource is only a phone call away. It can help producers prepare for whatever comes along with new calves. The main thing that you want to do is make sure that you have that 
relationship with your veterinarian. We always need to understand what we're going to do when when problems occur. Um, have a treatment plan uh, in place with the hope that we never need it and focus most of our efforts on prevention, um, but be prepared when those prevention strategies fail. With that line he penned about an ounce of prevention, perhaps Ben Franklin raised a few calves in his day. I'm Bob Cervera. Uh, some farm news this morning, friends. You're listening to Ag Life. To combat almond bloom diseases, you have to think multiple moves ahead of your opponent. Luckily, there's the Luna and Scala game plan from Bayer. Using Scala fungicide at Pink Bud, you'll receive preventative disease control against brown rot blossom blight, even when weather is erratic, due to its effectiveness and wet conditions. For broad-spectrum disease protection when you need it most, use Luna fungicides at bloom through post-bloom, offering rotational flexibility to better manage resistance. Make your next move your best move. Learn more at lunascalagameplan.com. Always read and follow label instructions. Power Talk 96.7 and AM 1400. From the Ag Information Network, I'm Bob Larson with your Agribusiness Update. A study of this month's Journal of Dairy Science found a primary indicator of lifetime milk consumption is a habit developed during childhood. Regulations have restricted higher fat content milk from school lunch programs, but also saw fewer student participants, resulting in a 14.2% decrease in all milk sold in schools between 2008 and 2017. The study states adequate consumption of milk and dairy during childhood has beneficial health outcomes for growth, development, and reduced risk of osteoporosis, hypertension, obesity, and cancer. The full impact is not yet known, but early September heat appears likely to reduce the size of next year's California avocado crop. Temperatures as high as 118 degrees over Labor Day weekend cause fruit to drop, but marketers say the current crop will be larger than first expected. Farmers say demand has fluctuated during the pandemic, but people appear to be buying more avocados for at-home use. 62 agricultural organizations are calling on U.S. trade officials and Congress to remain in the World Trade Organization. The groups ask to make sure reforms in WTO policy are enacted, including expansion of U.S. access to foreign markets and reducing trade barriers. The North American Meat Institute, Cargill, American Farm Bureau Federation, Animal Health Institute, Produce Marketing Association, and Association of Equipment Manufacturers are among the groups lobbying to remain in the WTO. Every year in a hot weather cycle, certain crops get a bad rap for using too much water when in reality that's a complete fallacy only a small amount of water put on a crop is used for plant growth certain crops are always targeted as too thirsty all plants take up water through their roots and move it through the vascular system and then transpire about 95 percent of that water in the form of water vapor out of the stomata cells and the leaves yes plants give the vast majority of the water back to the atmosphere in reality plants don't use water they actually borrow it it's needed to draw nutrients from the soil only to exhale water vapor through the stomata cells in the leaves while taking in carbon dioxide where the plant uses the carbon in photosynthesis to create energy for the plant to grow again exiting out of the stomata as pure water vapor and of course critical oxygen for us to live is part of the water cycle that is critical to all our lives this message is brought to you by the ag information network from the Ag Information Network, I'm Bob Larson with your agribusiness update. Jason Pugh, Energy Concepts. Boy, we live in a hot state, don't we? Man, don't we ever. And Jason, Energy Concepts, if I sat down with you, I, first of all, I'd be signed up for the free battery backup system, and you're going to pay as I wait for solar to be installed. You'll cover my energy cost? We'll cover up to $1,000 with your energy bill while you wait for your system to be installed. And anyone who meets with us for a limited time is entered for a chance to win a free battery backup system courtesy of Energy Concepts. And Jason, if I come by and sit down with you guys, what do you do? First off, we're going to give you something cold to drink. Second off, you'll be entered to win our free battery backup giveaway. One lucky homeowner in the Valley is going to have a free battery backup system. It's only going to get hotter. The energy bills are only going to go up. You save money on day one, and Energy Concepts is going to pay up to $1,000 of your energy costs while you wait for solar to be installed. 485-2504. Or Jason, the new showroom. We're on Miami Avenue, just off of Shields and Sunnyside. Energy Concepts, your SunPower elite dealer. Portions of the following program were pre-recorded. Power Talk 96.7 and AM 
Bob Quinn back to wrap up Ag Life. Friends, using drones can help farmers and their advisors evaluate what's going on in the fields. Michael Clements has our final report today. Brent Brecky, a channel technical agronomist, has been flying a drone across channel product evaluation plots in Iowa to get a bird's eye view of product performance. Channel emphasizes the importance of providing elite seed products to fit the field conditions and management needs of farmers. And the drone has added a new perspective to evaluating seed product performance. Brecky says information collected through using a drone helps inform the evaluations about channel seed products in the pre-commercial stages. We uh, have the opportunity within the agronomy organization to evaluate all of our products one year before their commercial launch. The drone is allowing us to be able to get aerial imagery so we can compare things like standability or stay green, late season harvest look and things like that to our current product. It helps give us an idea of how they look compared to what we're selling today. That really helps give our local seedsmen and growers information that they can feel comfortable with as to how that'll work on their local farms. Using a drone provides an enhanced perspective about a field, allowing farmers to spot any potential problems that may impact crop performance. Especially this year with all the drought stress that we We've had that aerial image really allows you to see how things look across the entire field. So if you've got a, say, a hill where you might have had more stress tolerance or a valley where maybe you had more moisture, that'll really stand out as big differences aerially that you really can't see from the front of the field. So that helps farmers and customers get a better idea of, of what they might see come harvest time. Recky says using a drone is nothing new for agriculture these days, but for Channel, using a drone helps dedicated seedsmen focus on what works best on your farm. Our seedsmen are really dedicated to spending time in the field, and not only are they doing that throughout the season, but especially this time of year to learn more about our new products that we're bringing forward and how to place those to get the best return for our customers. Recky says Channel team members also focus on local product performance. Local product performance is really important to the Channel brand and we've really made an investment to, to that point with over 150 full farm sized plots across the state of Iowa. We're able to get a really good handle on how these products are going to work for our customers once they're released. Specifically, that gives our seedsmen and customers ability to know where to place those products on their farms the next year. He says more information on channel products and how they can fit into your farm is available online. At channel.com, we have a tab called the Seed Finder, and that allows growers to search by their zip code to find products that would be a good fit in their area. And they can actually select those products and compare them and see what the differences are to really figure out what would be a good fit for their farm. Again, visit channel.com for more information about channel products and to find a channel seedsman in your area. Michael Clements reporting. With that, friends, we're out of time. Thanks for joining us. Back tomorrow morning with another edition of Ag Life. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.